This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Thursday, July 21st, and you're listening to another edition of the 24-7 Sports football recruiting podcast my name is Blair Angulo thank you so much for tuning in ahead of a big weekend in recruiting the final weekend in the recruiting dead period next weekend we will have visitors on campus barbecues a whole lot of things to discuss over at 247sports.com so if you're not subscribed yet to your favorite team site what are you waiting for this is the perfect time ahead of fall camp ahead of the summer series and, and ahead of the season obviously this week and this thursday we are continuing our summer slump series looking at some programs especially in the power five category that are recruiting under level and and maybe are not meeting expectations and we're shifting our gears now and looking ahead to asu out in the pac-12 outside the top 90 nationally in recruiting with only three commitments and to discuss the sun devils we are uh welcoming welcoming in the publisher of sun devil source the asu site on the 24 7 sports network chris cartman chris how are you doing doing good blair how are you man doing well good to see you obviously a great time always to catch up with you and and might even see you in person next week at pac 12 media day are you going to be in la no doubt. I will definitely be there. You can't miss it, especially this year, right? There's a few it's, things going on. It's it's going to be fascinating. Will the Pac-12 be petty? Will they have USC and UCLA go first? Or will they make the media wait all day and have them go last? Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see the order of the schools that go up. But to move forward in, in our topic, we are discussing ASU. You cover the Sun Devils. You've done so for such a long time, and we've never seen them recruit at, at this level in a bad way. Obviously, this isn't what Sun Devil fans want or what they expect out of their program. Uh, it seemed like the Herm Edwards era had started in such a great way there was so much buzz there was a lot of activity especially in recruiting uh but explain to us i know a lot of fans nationally are aware of you know the investigation the allegations all that stuff that went in during the pandemic 2020 uh, year uh where asu you know allegedly was negatively affected in terms of their recruiting but how did we get here how is asu now outside the top 90 with a week to go until the the month of august yeah you just gave a pretty good synopsis of it um people will remember asu fans in particular you go back a few years asu signed the most top 100 kids from california in, in 24 7 sports composite uh, which had never happened before and it seemed like a lot of the detractors of Herm Edwards were being proven wrong by what they were doing from a recruiting standpoint. And then we saw three bowls in a row and, and the, the, the program appeared to be sort of on the ascent, but um, that, that recruiting investigation, at least the start of it when it was reported um, almost like a little more than a year ago now, 
really took the, the wind out of their sails. Um, things have just not been remotely close to the same since. Um, I think they underperformed last season on the field, even though they won eight games. It was a chance to win the conference. But in recruiting, they finished last in the, in the Pac-12, um, which was really kind of an, an unheard of thing. Like that, that, that had never happened in any year uh, that I've covered the team. Um, quite often, ASU is, is somewhere between maybe like 20th and 40th in the country in, in recruiting rankings, maybe even squeaking inside the top 20. But they were uh, around 100th uh, in the traditional rankings last year. And the, the, when you look at just the, the high school and junior college signing, when you factor in transfers, they were more like in the 50s, uh, which was kind of respectable. But they, they lost so much also. Uh, via the transfer portal um, and, and the name image likeness, I think is a, is a factor and ASU was kind of slow to, to really kind of get its game plan together on that compared to a lot of other schools. And perhaps that was because they were distracted or hesitant as a, as a result of the investigation. But this has now carried over into a second recruiting class. Very obviously ASU only has three commits in the 2023 class. That's the fewest of all power five schools um, the next fewest, I think, is is like five or six, and over fifty of those, over fifty Power Five schools have at least ten commits in the twenty twenty three class. So um, there's just a lot fewer, there's a lot less activity now than than there has been in the past. I'm talking about like offers to top prospects, uh, kids who um, are well regarded, four star type recruits who are listing ASU in their top. 10 or five or whatever the case may be. And there's, there were fewer visits, I would say in uh, official visits in June or even unofficial visits in the spring that took place. So it, they're just, um, I don't know like how much their foot is off the gas, but, uh, but definitely seems to be off the gas. And then they just face all these questions such as is Herm Edwards going to be around next year? What kind of, um, uh, sanctions are they potentially facing? How could that impact the program? And all that makes it for a really difficult uh, environment to recruit in. Yeah, we've discussed Florida. We've discussed Auburn. We've we've discussed Michigan in previous editions of the Summer Slump Series. But it, it does seem like ASU is a very unique case uh, where they are handcuffed, right? It, it seems like they are recruiting in an uphill environment. It, it's a tough I think pitch to make if you are Herm Edwards, even if he is making pitches right now to recruits, it's a tough way to recruit given the uncertainty with the future. What do you see for ASU in the future? Do you see them being able to climb out of this uh, from a recruiting standpoint, or are we all just in wait and see mode to see what happens with the program, with the sanctions that that may or may not be coming, uh, with the shift maybe, and, and even in conference that we've heard, you know, some reports that ASU could be headed uh, outside the Pac-12? There's uh, quite a bit of variability that could happen uh, in the coming months that has the, the potential to make an impact on recruiting. Um, they're likely to get a notice of allegations here before signing day in December. Um how the season unfolds in terms of are they able to continue to be a pretty good team and win a lot of football games or do they regress in that regard? What happens with Herm Edwards um, as it relates to his future uh, at ASU and the rest of the staff? And so I, I think that there's a range that could happen here, but um, they're, they're likely to end up um, still not 
one of the better recruiting teams when you look at their their traditional class in the conference, probably even in, in Power Five football. I don't think there's going to get they're going to get a lot better. Most of the best kids uh, in the class will be off the board to them uh, if they're not already. By that point, there's so many early commitments that take place nowadays, and then the highest profile guys that are left, uh, I just don't really see ASU being much of a, a, a factor for, for them. So I think that their evaluations have been pretty good. Uh, the guys that they've taken who have been three stars this year, uh, in, in previous years, they, they've looked like pretty good prospects. Um, like Isaiah Glass, uh, Eric Gentry, uh, Garrett Stansbury. Those are really good guys um, who are three stars. So they've done a pretty good job evaluating, but then they lost Gentry to the portal to USC which you know, makes it kind of worse that it's uh, your traditional sort of uh, area rival. And so keeping some of these guys is going to be difficult. But, but I do think they have the ability to, to do a pretty good job evaluating still, even though they've had some turnover. But there's no way that they're going to crack like a top 50 or top 60 in the recruiting rankings this year. Yeah, we're going to continue our conversation on the ASU Sun Devils here as part of our Summer Slump Series. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We are back on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Blair Angulo joined by Chris Cartman. He is the publisher of Sun Devil Source, the ASU site on the 24-7 Sports Network. We are discussing some of the shortcomings for ASU and recruiting, specifically here in the 2023 recruiting cycle. And whenever we go over to the message board over at Sun Devil Source, I do get a sense that fans uh in a way have maybe resigned to the current state of things uh they become a little bit you know ironic in a way uh, um I, I like their attitude i love some of the the comments whenever i'm able to post a you know a recruiting update on the message board what's the pulse right now of this fan base are are they just out of patience uh are they hopeful are they optimistic what what you know what can you tell us about the overall vibe around this program right now yeah, so I think I was very candid with them um, when the news of this investigation dropped last summer that it was going to have a massive impact on recruiting and destabilize the program, lead to uh, staff changes and all that. And so um, there was a little bit of a hesitancy to to get on board with, with, with that reality initially, just I think some denial. But as the months then unfolded and we saw uh, coaches that were suspended and eventually lost their jobs and the recruiting class struggle, it became very clear that this was going to be a protracted, uh, long-term thing that was going to really uh, uh, hamper uh, 
the program really uh, just um, in all facets, I, I would say. And so, um, yes, there's a lot of sarcasm now, um, even maybe some cynicism given the departures of USC and UCLA. It seems like there's a, a, several intersecting things that have all kind of happened that have left ASU fans feeling kind of hopeless and maybe even just wanting to uh, commiserate and kind of make fun of the situation, if you will, um, which I totally understand. It, it's a, it's things, things looked so good and they went so bad so quickly, really, uh, is what kind of uh, the perspective that a lot of them have and even I have because I, I thought that ASU was going to be uh, one of the best teams in the conference, maybe the best team in the conference last year. I think talent-wise, they they could have been. They had the they had the most guys that were invited to the NFL Combine, and just a lot of a lot of things were kind of lining up for them. And with Antonio Pierce possibly being the eventual successor to Herm Edwards and all of that, but when he's the recruiting coordinator and all of that stuff happens, and then he bolts uh, to take a job with the the Las Vegas Raiders as a linebackers coach, and four other coaches lose their jobs, including Zach Hill. Uh, who had a pretty sterling reputation prior to joining ASU when he was at, at Boise State, a place where recruiting scandals, it's not even uh, thinkable. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's a lot to take in. And um, they're going to have a massive impact this year because I've talked to more fans and boosters who have not renewed their season tickets than any year prior. I think they're going to see a, a significant drop-off in the amount of uh, people who actually attend games and support the program at a very passionate level. And I, I, that's not going to change, in my opinion, unless there is uh, a move on, a decision to move on from Herm Edwards, maybe even Ray Anderson, uh, ASU's athletic director, who um, I saw a recent poll, 90% of fans in this poll that I saw, uh, and there was over a 1,000 people who voted, were in favor of Ray Anderson um, stepping down or being fired. So that's pretty overwhelming uh, sentiment. And uh, the, the deterioration of the Pac-12 makes it worse and maybe harder to get fans kind of maybe back on board. They probably will to some degree if there's a new coach. Um, but the headwinds, you know, the going uphill, as you said, uh, I would say going up uphill into a hurricane force winds uh, when you have uh, the, the, them being behind on name image likeness, the challenges in the Pac-12, especially at the non-major schools in, in NIL relative to everywhere else in the country. And then you have the, the departure of USC and UCLA and this NCAA investigation and the on-field performance challenges of Herm Edwards and the fan base. It's probably, not probably, it's the worst overall climate for ASU football success um, since I've ever uh, been around the program. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's a perfect storm, and and it, which is weird, right? That we're talking about a storm there in the Phoenix area. Uh, but don't be fooled, national audience. We there is uh, some monsoons that roll through the uh, the greater Phoenix area. I, I was actually caught in one uh, a couple of years ago. It wasn't fun. I was lucky to have a a four wheel drive uh, capable vehicle to get out of that uh, little little fiasco. But uh, before we go, Chris, I did want to touch on this topic, and it's one I think that is very dear to the hearts of asu fans and that would be recruiting in state now we saw what jed fish uh was able to do and what that staff has been able to do down in tucson since he took over um you know about a year and a half ago and what their impact has been in the transfer portal landing a lot of former 
Arizona-based prospects uh, to supplement the roster. Uh, we saw what they did in the 2022 recruiting cycle, picking up basically what was the number two class in the Pac-12. Um, and now we're beginning to see them continuing to to add some momentum in recruiting. We haven't seen that, obviously, with ASU, and, and obviously we touched on a lot of the, the shortcomings there. But when you look ahead maybe five, maybe ten years down the road, how pivotal is in-state recruiting to ASU? Because it seems like year in and year out, we are beginning to see now uh, more of an influx of talent there in the Phoenix area. Um, is it just going to depend on the coaching staff? Is it going to depend on uh, maybe their own strategy? Do they continue to really shift their focus towards Southern California, the Illinois Empire, Orange County? Or do we kind of need ASU to win some football games before the local prospect really catches notice? Yeah, I think um, I'm glad you asked the question. It, it would take a, a long podcast to really address all of it. Um, just this subject, right? But um, there, this is a book. No, like this, we could write a book on this topic. Yeah, look, I, I did a study years ago um, that showed that pretty much every really successful team got a majority of its talent from within about 500 or 600 miles. And the only ones that didn't, like Nebraska, when they were successful, some years ago or Oregon, it's because they don't have enough talent within that 500 and 600 mile range. So there's no doubt that ASU and all other schools that have the ability to need to secure a, a lot of the talent that are within driving distance or in state, if you will. Right. And it, but um, I also have done the research, which shows that a lot of the three-star prospects that are at the, the highest level best high schools in the state the the seven or eight that everybody kind of knows that are always competing for championships those guys have tended to not be successful players at the power five level um really only about 20 percent uh, have been starters or multi-year starters and i think i i, I kind of had some comments about this um within the last year that people took incorrectly my perspective really is yes that the, the the high schools that like people in Saguaro and Chandler and Hamilton, et cetera, um, they, their coaching is so good and they get the best players to go to those schools. So they develop them really well. And there's such um, high profile because so many college coaches go to those schools that you're not going to probably out evaluate for three stars especially the lower end three stars, not so much like the guys who are kind of like in the conversation to be four stars or close to that. But um, what's happened is we've seen ASU over the years get a lot of those guys and they have been kind of backups. And the coaches at a lot of these schools, they, they want their kids to go to ASU. They want those opportunities. Um, you know, the non-elite guys. Of course, ASU wants to get the elite ones and they haven't been able to. There's this whole like chicken versus the egg argument. Do you have to take these other guys to get the, the, the ones you really want? I go back many years to like 2008, maybe when uh, Desert Vista, Devon Kennard was there. And the year before that, ASU took Steven Figueroa, Zeb Tagai, and Alante Battle, none of whom ever played uh, hardly at all at ASU. And then they did that to try to curry favor with Dan Hines and the Kennard family and all that, but then Kennard still went to USC and ended up being a very successful player, um, you know, into, into the NFL. But um, I think that 
the the three star recruits that ASU probably should be trying to get locally are more more so the ones that aren't at the premier schools that have not been trained and developed as well as they get developed at a Saguaro or Chandler. Um, and ASU's had success with DJ Davidson and Andre Johnson and some of these other guys um, who didn't have as much foot traffic going through. And uh, I, I really think that there's opportunities really more in the West Valley or Southeast Valley that are not at the most uh, prime schools um, to where some of those guys are, are, are potentially, um, you know, like sleepers or guys that have a chance to, to outperform um, their rankings or how they're, how they're perceived. And so I think it's really about being smart and targeted. I, I would feel the same way, really, if you go to the, the highest uh, profile programs in Southern California that are also extremely well coached and have a lot of attention on them. I think it's, it's, it's to a large degree, a lot of the same things is that you, you want to find guys that have a lot more room to grow and develop as prospects. They haven't been trained on the field that well in the weight room. Maybe they have nutritional issues, home life type challenges, but they're good core character type kids. You want to try to find as many of those kids at a school like ASU that are also within that that 500 to 600, 600 mile range, including in Arizona. I think that is really the recipe for success. Um, but you have to, what ASU hasn't done is you have to be very, very uh, aggressive at courting relationships and then maintaining those relationships at these schools. And ASU hasn't done a good enough job at that outside of sporadically a little bit here and there. Like when uh, there was a two or three year period when Mike Norvell and Chip Long and others locally under Todd Graham, they were doing a good job of that at some of the schools locally, maybe not all of them. But um, it, it, it takes a smart, targeted relationship development over a long period of time in Arizona. And a lot of the kids, they don't have parents or other people in the community that are super passionate about um, wanting to see them play for ASU and, and they want to go on a play on a higher stage and totally understand and respect that. And ASU has to show via its communication, its commitment, its effort, and its success on the field that it deserves to get those caliber of kids. Yeah. Yeah. So ASU needs to target some of those high upside hidden gems there in the greater Phoenix area. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure and look forward to seeing you at Pac-12 Media Day next week in downtown Los Angeles. Maybe Herm Edwards will actually answer my question this year. Yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to maybe um, going to have to do some prop bets or something like that on on what might happen at that event because it's, it's yeah. going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Chris Cartman over at Sun Devil Source. He does everything uh, for the 24-7 Sports Network when it comes to the Arizona State Sun Devils. For Chris Cartman and our producer, Jordan Mayton, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the Summer Slump Series edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 